chips and we ride up on eat on Friday. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish for the second hour. Thank you for joining us. I'm Stephanie March. I'm not. I'm she's Stephanie not. Hansen. The she's, good Stephanie. She's the good I okay, so I got a message from someone saying, You guys, this makes us feel bad. <laughs> No nope. many reasons. Yeah, well, no one wants to okay, n- be fine. mean to us, which is very lovely, and I love you. I took the question down, because we did have the question on the Facebook page, which are you, the good Stephanie or the bad Stephanie? Which, and why? And why, and who, which do you align with? And there was, like, four people who liked it. That's it, out of 500 engagements. Okay. Like, 500 Lesson people looked self, at it, what we and think only is funny four people were probably like... probably funny for the listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry that we were yeah, being sorry. insensitive to your needs and self-centered. Yeah. No, it was... It putting was, our own funniness we, above. And you, your needs, people. I guess what I'd like to say is that we are open to interpretation from everybody. Yeah, not I'm not for everyone. <laughs> right. We we admit that like I'm happy to be the bad Stephanie. <laughs> that was the um that was the like life light bulb moment of my life though. Like and I you know, you know how you have like ten or five or ten. Someone looked at me once at a job and his name was Dan and he goes, Stephanie, surely you know by now, like you're not for everyone. Yeah. Like, because I was upset that someone was mad or someone thought something about me. And he was just like, you haven't figured this out by now. Like, you're not for everyone. And it was a light bulb moment because I always wanted people to like me. It's really important for me for people to like me. It's the trait (laughs) I hate about myself the most. Like, I want you to like me so bad. bad. And at the same time, I want to be the person that doesn't care if you like me. But I can't be both at the same time. No. And it's funny because there's well in this culture it's harder because you see people's likes and then you see like and you're like why didn't this Instagram post get more than twenty likes and you get all freaky about it and it has nothing to do with anything. Do you care if anyone likes you? I, I mean, I would be it would be stupid of me to say that no. I mean, of course I do because I don't I don't I'm a I am definitely a fixer and a pleaser. So like I try to mend bridges, I try to fix things. And this you're is competitive. My whole life. Like you'd want to get more likes than me just because of the competition aspect. I don't really think you personally no, really cared. No, I don't. It doesn't define me. Yeah, and you don't I don't seem like I'm you not, care that I don't, much. No, I don't. But I do think like I I am competitive in. I was trying to describe this to Jake the other day because I was like, it's not that I care, and it's not that like. I get sad, but I, I, it, you know, it registers and then I think of things and then I sort of, you know, that way. But I also know that as I get older, I'm just happier to be like, that's nice. <laughs> you know, if you're like mad at me or people tell me things like, you know, you, you did this wrong or you reported this wrong and you didn't do this. I'm like, oh, okie doke. That's, I think, though, the gift of age kind of I and self-reflection. Too. Like you, Someone telling me at the age of, you know, 28 that I'm not for everyone was good to know then. But I think as I've aged, I'm learning that I'm really not for everyone. And it's no. nothing personal. No, it's, it's just good. you're not my jam. You're not my I'm jam. I'm not your jam. Right. All right. Well, Speaking you know what jam. is our jam? <laughs> Top two in hour two. Give me the old one, one, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two. Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right. Give me two. With him. With him. All right, this is the time to show you guys where we tell you two things that we are sort of obsessed with this week or things that have kind of hit our radar is very cool that we need to share. Do you have you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, here is something that I had a great time at, and it was Raj, R-A-A-G. Yes. At 50th and like France area. It's an Indian restaurant. They call it kind of like modern Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. 
Um, we went there for restaurant week. Restaurant week! And we had a delicious um, shrimp curry that almost had like a squash to it. Mm-hmm. We had these, um, it was like paneer, but made with cottage cheese. And then it was like a meatball that was sliced and then set in this beautiful spinach sauce. It's We had chicken tikka, which was great. And then a delicious cauliflower with um, raisins and scallions. It was really just a delicious meal. I think it sounds fun to me. And I think that the, uh, some of the dishes I saw were... Oh, the samosas. Oh, gorgeous. They were fantastic. I thought they were just beautiful. And I thought it was a fun interpretation of Indian food. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. It was delicious. We were with a crew and... One of the things that was really good, too, is they had like this basket of bread crisps mm-hmm. and three different dips, which was fun to try, like yeah. a lentil dip and oh, a yeah. chutney dip and just was really good. good. And that was Raj Indian cuisine. It's R-A-A-G. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So my first one is actually another restaurant is I popped in yesterday to Baldemar at Rosedale. I'm so sorry I missed it. I know. It was just, I mean, I just, I went on kind of a spur of idea after I was leaving the office around one o'clock. And it was, um, it was really, really cool. I mean, it's so it's Randy Stanley's, you know, who has Six Smith out mm-hmm. in Wyzetta, but he's also the guy, you know, who made Manny's Steakhouse what it was, you know, in the Parasoli Empire. And he, uh, he's this is his first real steakhouse opened up. They've built from the ground up at Rosedale. I can't wait to try it. It is. You got, I walked in and I was just like, oh, okay, I got it. Like, it feels good. That's how I feel about P.S. Steak. I still just think that place is amazing. Yeah, and this is a little bit even more, be, um, it's a little bit fresher because, I mean, P.S. Steak has the LaBelle V mantle. Groveland, yeah. yeah, in 510. But this is like in a mall parking lot and you're not expecting it. And then you walk in and you're like, oh, I get it. And I love it. And it feels good. It's modern. It's not, it's like clubby, but not clubby. It's oh, not masculine like it. overly, but it's dark. It's power is what it is. And I, I just, I just I loved it. And I didn't eat everything. I basically had a giant burger, which if you thought on my Instagram was a it was a shocking. Quad. I know, shocking. But I really was only there for a few minutes and so I was like, well, I don't want to get a steak or a big thing. I just thought, let's do this funny burger. And they were wonderful and they were lovely. And Randy and I had a lovely chat afterwards and it was great. So I'm saying you should probably go check them out because uh, I think as far as Roseville goes and Rosedale, like this is probably one of the better, best restaurants in that area right now. Then. Mm-hmm. So go look. Okay. I love soup. soup. I've been making a lot of soup because mm-hmm. uh, it's Croctober in case you forgot. It still is Croctober. Instatober. Uh-huh. It is all of the things. Um, I had a delicious grilled cheese and tomato soup combo at Parallel Coffee Shop. Oh, it Parallel Coffee Shop is on Holden Avenue, kind of over by the Minneapolis Farmers Market. I love that coffee shop. It's very white. It's where Megan it's, is getting married. Oh, she is yep. in the Hennepin Room? In the Holden Room. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. It's a beautiful spot. The tomato soup, one of my favorite tomato soup recipes, and I will post this, is the Ina Garten tomato soup recipe. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay. And I feel like this is that recipe Okay, at a restaurant. It's just super concentrated, delicious tomato soup. The grilled cheese that they served with it was flowing with cheese. This is the thing. It better be flowing with cheese. It was, but not like six kinds of cheese. Just like one One delicious orange cheese that was perfectly served with the tomato soup. My only complaint, and it wasn't a complaint, but they had a lot of microgreens on there, which I do love microgreens, but I don't really want them in my soup. Like if you're going to garnish... It was like a salad. Yeah. Just give me like two or three as the garnish and I can have one bite with my microgreen and 
and be done. Yeah, it kind of felt like there was a salad on top, but it was delicious soup. Okay. Oh, that's exciting. That's a good thing to know because there's a lot of places. My my standard host has been so far the Barnes & Noble Cafe. Oh, you know what? We almost went there and had it, but we didn't. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good second. People really like the tomato soup there. Okay, are you ready? Because here comes the other discussion. The second one of me top two and R two is the air fryer lid. I've been talking about this on the Instant Pot group, you guys. What I did was I bought um, I, I bought an air fryer lid that goes on top of your Instant Pot, turning your Instant Pot into an air fryer. And so I wanted. I told everybody that I would kind of report back and talk about it. So this is this is that moment. Okay. It's called the Meal Fee Air Fryer Lid, and it's fifty bucks. And what it does is it comes in a box, and it has it's just a lid that you know has its own controls, and it's, it fits right on top of your Instant Pot, and it comes with like a basket and a trivet and everything else, and some tongs, and so that you don't have to have a whole second machine. So I tried it out, and. There's a couple things. First of all, I was a little bit terrified on how easy it is to sort of just... I kept thinking it had to lock down. You know, like, basically, it is like a lid that you set on top of your pot. And then I was like, but you're going to have to... Like, it doesn't lock. And I'm so used to the Instant Pot locking. With the pressure. And that's yeah. it's not pressure, so you don't need it to lock, okay. obviously. It just sits there. But you use the controls, and it basically turns a light. And it's like a convection oven, basically. It basically turns the hot, hot, hot air on, and then it... And it kind of swirls around. So you have this basket that sits on top of a trivet in your pot so that it's close to the stuff. The heating mechanism. The yeah. element. And here's the thing. It was interesting. I was watching it. And part of the deal is, is that you, is that it's only going to cook it on that one side then. <laughs> like I put three chicken breasts in there and they only cooked on the top, you yep. know? So it was like, okay. And and it's not that they didn't cook all the way through, but if you're looking for like a browning situation, that only happened on one side. Okay. So then I read through some stuff and I learned you have to do have to flip it. But there's the thing. There's an element. The point of the of the fryer is that you lift the lid off and set it on this little mat that uh-huh. they give you, so that you can do that. I'm just not used to having that with my instant pot idea. Uh huh. Of like you have to turn and flip things. And so now I am. So now I'm like, okay, so I would do that. And that worked out. Um, I did some zucchini chips and those, those were great. I love those. Those got fried up nicely and well. Um, the basket is kind of small. You know, you can't like mound it. So this isn't the thing that you're doing a big thing with. And that was something that I thought, well, if I was going to do chicken wings for like a game day, I could really only do a few chicken wings at a time. That bugs me. What about like roast chicken? So you've roasted your chicken in the Instant Pot, but there's no roasty. You're just basically cooking the chicken. Yeah. Would you then put the air fryer top on and you could get roasted skin? Yes. It would work. I think so. Yes. But here's the thing is like, I don't know what. Yeah, I think you can do that. I haven't done that yet, but I was looking at because you don't have to use the trivet, obviously, to put it to put it on a a thing. I think you would only get, obviously, the front, the top parts that were, you know, it would have to be you'd have to really kind of think. But there was some stuff about do your Instant Pot stuff first and then take the lid off and then put the fryer lid on and then do it. So it's uh, here's my thing. Would I buy this again? I don't know. I don't know if air frying is actually a thing that I'm deciding that I'm going to be doing a lot of. And then what I do, because mostly what I want to do with Instant Pot is speed. Also, not fast. Right. Like the difference between an air fryer and the Instant Pot. Instant Pot high pressure cooking can be fast and it, it cuts your time on things. Air frying is not about that. So then you're kind of dual. You've got to plan differently, I think. 
So All right. that's my review on the air fryer lid. It's 50 bucks. I definitely would not buy an air fryer after this, though. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I'm not an air fryer person. I just think I wouldn't. So, no, But if you are, it's another alternative. Yeah. It's a good idea. Our friend Jeff at Fox is like crazy about his air fryer. Oh, is he? Yeah. He, oh, he uses it. it all the time. Okay. And I've been her- told that if you cook a lot of fried food, yeah. that that air fryer right. can be Right. And great. maybe that's it. I like just don't have that. if you buy chicken nuggets and you like buy crispy well, french fries already from the fried freezer, thing that's in how there. it apparently is good. Okay. I'll try that this week. All right, gang, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are gonna, we're going to feast it up a little bit. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by El Burrito Mercado. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And if you're like me on a day like today, you're thinking chilaquile, and you can find that at El Burrito Mercado, both Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yum. I stuck a giant pork shoulder in my oven this morning at 8 a.m. Okay, you know what that means to me? Yeah. It, like I want salsas and I want um, corn tortillas and I'm going to make like tacos with that. Yeah, I haven't decided what I'm going to do, quite honestly. I'm like, I might make some polenta on the side of it and just do porky polenta. Yum. I might, um, yeah, we might do tacos. It might go into barbecue situation. Not sure. Okay, this is going to be a weird segment because we're going to talk about two things. <laughs> we're going to talk about turkeys and we're going to talk about pork. Okay. It seems early to talk about the feast. It does. But it's on my mind because I think I'm going to end up having a big Thanksgiving at my house all of a sudden. Okay. Like, and you weren't planning on it or? I was not sure what we were doing. And then like, I put the feelers out. Like, what's everyone doing? My sister, one sister has to work. Another sister's going out of town with her family. So I kind of had people that needed somewhere to go. And then some miles and sue like their mom and dad aren't doing great so they wanted some people so i think i'm gonna do a big people okay and so i've been thinking about it and then all of a sudden i was like oh my gosh if i want to get one of those delicious ferndale market turkeys i probably need to sign up so you can get your turkey at the market at ferndale farms pre-order starting october 28th so that's what i wanted people to know but you don't have to like let's be clear that ferndale turkeys are available Yep. Up until then. I mean, and like, I don't can, want anyone to panic. You have a lot of time to get your turkey. Yeah. But if you want your turkey or you want to go to Ferndale and you want to pick your turkey. Yeah. You could do that. You should do that during Turkey Fest. Also. And I don't know when Turkey Fest is. It's usually the sec- it's usually November. Like, I would say it's in the teens. It's like the two. It's like the weekend before the weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm just looking to see yeah. if I can find that because I it's am in on Cannon the Falls. I actually drove by it when I was driving down, you know, to the farm. But also, I was thinking like Cannon Falls is such a great place to stop and go do that. Yes, it is. And then you can go to what is JD Fratsky's place down there that it's I like, the Artisan Plaza. Yeah, that was really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the really cute room down there if you want to just go for a drive and then have a nice dinner somewhere. Yeah, it's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so turkeys, turkeys on my mind, on your mind, also, also on my mind because I was at the Golden Fig. Yeah. And they've got cranberries there, fresh oh, cranberries. Right. And they're starting to think about the pie signups, the cookie signups, how there's pies, if you're interested in pies. So if you are someone that is going to be cooking like me, mm-hmm. I just thought it is time to kind of consider the, where you're going to get your turkeys. And I will tell you that there is uh, Bon Appetit did like they're all over their socials with the fact that they're thanksgiving issue is launching this week so that i i was there with you i just wasn't ready to talk about it necessarily as like digging in because i know we have so much time and so many shows that we're going to be doing this we do um here is there's a couple thoughts so i love a big thanksgiving turkey meal like sitting at my table 
I'm going to decorate the table. But because I think I'm going to have a lot of people and my dining area is smaller than it used to be, I may have to do like a buffet. Yeah. So devise whatever your service strategy is, but think about it before, obviously, the day comes. I've been, I've been doing buffet for years. I'm trying to figure out. You have. Yeah. Okay. Because we have we pack as many people as we can around the table. Exactly that. And to me, I don't know why it's harder to I also don't want to pass dishes like that's a hard thing. You have these giant platters of food and it's awkward to pass them. So it's easier to have them set there. And I might have to have two tables. So yeah. then I was like, I don't want to have like a plate of mashed right. potatoes at each table. Exactly. That's the buffet is beautiful. You guys set it up. Hanging out, let people go dip back in when they want to dip back in. It's great. Yeah. So these are the things I'm thinking about. So I just wanted to touch okay. on the beginnings of the feast because if it's important to you to order some things, you need to start thinking about that. Okay. Then I was pinged and I was on Facebook and I saw like, oh, this person has these pigs and she had a share and then you could get a half share. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to get a share of a pig. Like, I'm going to do that. So I signed up for a half a pig share. It's the same farm you went to. I know it is. Okay, you know this about me already. Yeah, of course. You knew that I was getting a half a pig? Yeah. You're getting you, a half a pig. Yeah, because you put it on social media. We know everything you do because you okay, put it on sorry, social media. It feels like I'm this just is doing like it by myself. No. No, I'm so excited. Yeah. So let's talk about our pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think what we'll do is we'll have Dana on Please. when we get our pigs. But the idea is, so Nettle Valley Farm is a wonderful small farm in Spring Grove, Minnesota. And she, I, I've been, you know, I've been watching her on Facebook for a long time. Actually, Joy got a pig share from her last year, our friend Joy Summers. And, you know, got a half a hog, sh- shared a hog with someone else. And so, uh, and I and had said how much she loved it. And I was like, I don't, I should do that. And But, you know, it's one of those things that I don't, that I think that I should do, but then I never do it. Which like, is exactly why. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, maybe this is the time. But I'm having so much anxiety about it, Stephanie. Are you really? Yes. Oh, my God. You, of all people, should not, because you, of all people, have the freezer That's space. That's what I'm worried about, is am I going to have enough freezer space? Like, how much is a half of the hog? So, we'll talk about that, because when we get to the point, is she, so, so... So here's the deal. So what I decided was when she put out there that they had eight pigs that, you know, were kind of backed out on because some a place that had ordered them before wasn't going to be able to use them because of all this stuff. So she was like, I can, you know, people, they're out there. So then, you know, on Facebook, a lot of us were like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. Let me do this. You did it. A lot of people I know did it. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. So. Um, but then I thought, you know what? I don't really even know what this means. And plus, this is a great opportunity to really talk about what it takes to buy half a hog. So I drove down to, um, to Spring Grove because I wanted to see the farm and I wanted to see the pigos. And it was wonderful. And I know, and just to counter this or to give this some context, I put a blog up about it and I don't know if I shared it, but I will. To me, it was important. I, I often think about how I'm a hypocritical carnivore in that I don't, you know, I, I eat meat and I think, and I love it and I won't, I'm not going to stop, but yet I kind of feel like I need to maybe connect more. I connect with my vegetable farmers. I know where, you know, I know the farmers that I know. I think about orchard. I buy apples, not because they're local, but because I know the guy who planted the tree. So I thought I should do a little bit more with this. And so meeting my meat was kind of a thing that I thought was necessary. And 
I don't get squeamish or weird. I don't want to make them into pets. I don't have that thing, and I don't know why. I do, but then I would still eat them. Yeah, I I mean, but I love, like, the piggos were great and cute, and I, I they were great. And I, I watched them having this amazing day of just galumphing through the greens and eating turnips and feeding them apples, and they were running around and there and then i was like but this is like the cycle of life right and like they had great days and then i felt happy for that and then i felt like the meat that could be i could be i had gratitude for that for that that they were going to become my pork chops right so the idea is that she gets she doesn't so dana doesn't pharaoh which means to birth the pigs they basically raise them um after they get them at 80 pounds and she raises them to about 300 pounds it's about six months and so these piggos are, she'd already taken one batch in to get processed. And so these piggos will probably go for another, you know, but they're like, some of them are getting close to 300 pounds. So if you think about that, that's for you and me splitting a hog. It's 150 each, 150 pounds, pounds of pig. of pork. Uh, no, 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 of pig. Because then you process. Obviously, you have things in there that you're not going to use. There's body parts, there's weight, all of that stuff. So... Around the thing that you need to think of, it's probably about 75 to 90 pounds of meat. Okay. So when you think about that, that's not as daunting as you might. Oh, it felt twice as daunting. I know. Like when you (laughs) see a 300 pound pig, you're like, what? So it's a little bit less than that, obviously. But it still is. You're going to get a bunch of pork chops. You're going to get. But you also get to pick what you want. This is the thing of working with a farmer directly. So Dana doesn't use. She's not certified organic, but she does a lot of organic practices. Um, so what are you going to get? Like, do we get sausages? Do we get thick cut pork chops? Do you, we get a pork shoulder? Yeah. How many shoulders are in a half a pig? One. I think there's two. You know, two I mean, shoulders yeah. and two legs. Two right. pork butts. Yeah. Is that one butt? Two yeah. butts? How many butts does well, I mean, it basically is like, I think it's like you, you get it split down the middle kind of an idea. And then I think you can also say what you want, like what kind of cuts you want. Um, and I would say that the thing that we should probably do is say like, do you want the lard? I want the lard at the, the pig lard, the fat. So, cause think of the pies you can make with that. Isn't that okay. This is a really dumb question, but this is why I'm so excited about this. Yes. When you get lard to make a pie. Yeah. Is it, I just assumed it's. I don't know what I knew it wasn't chicken fat. Is it it's pork? pork. Always yeah. is lard. Always pork. There's beef lard, but it's mostly pork. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, because I'm gonna make pies mm-hmm. or shortbreads or right. Yum. Yeah. I mean anything. You can this use and it can be so and fun. it can keep in your fridge for a long, long time. And I might even want the ears because I could give those to the dogs. Right. Right. And like, is there a head option? Can you <gasps> have the head? Ooh, you would take the head. I would you? take the head. I've yeah. had pork head. I've had pork head in my Ellie house. Ellie would before. want the head because she'd figure out how to make head cheese. Yeah. Well, head <laughs> cheese does not come from the head. You know that. Like, but then don't they? There's parts, but I mean, like it's it's not just head head cheese. Like kind yes, of a thing. but I do know that. But you, they that's parts. Yes. Yeah. It's just. Parts. Parts. But there's, I think there's something about the the pig face is actually a beautiful thing to eat. Yes. Uh, Stephen Hesse made that for me once at this dinner at St. Paul College. Oh. We had pork jowl. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, um, So, yeah. So, that's kind of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So, we're we're trying to figure out when um, it's coming. So, we won't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's like, okay, it'll be this date. That's where our pig's coming from. Right. We're going to have a lot of 
porky talk the but next I think what, six months. I think what we should do is we should get our shares and then have Dana on to talk about the whole process sure. and everything. Because she's, she's a wonderful farmer who also, like, she really advocates for small farms in small America and small, you know, kind of farming. But she's not... It's like, it's really cool out there. It's like everybody's a part of something. It's yeah. all a part of the community. And it's not like because someone traditionally farms, she doesn't talk to them, you right. know, or it's because someone uses pesticides, all that kind of stuff. So it's really all about learning about how to support all the farmers. I think. I'm excited. I'm it's going to be a fun, porky time. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have uh, Miss Heather Manley on the show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are sitting in studio with our lovely favorite maker of liquor. Favorite? <laughs> Coming in. One of our favorites. Favorite. Well, she's Yay. one of the favorites. She's a top favorite. I'll Heather's Dirty Goodness. Okay. Right. Which, if, I know. Heather's you say dirty. dirty goodness and I don't go there anymore. Yeah. It's you know kind what of I mean? E commerce business. I mean, I'm still hustling the spices. Yeah. But oh, they're Heather's kind of just Dirty Good seasoning on chicken is yeah. the thing of life. And that oh. will be on my Thanksgiving turkey. Thank you. I can't get enough of it that stuff. It makes the best gravy. Like the absolute best gravy. Just all the drippings from that. And turkey. You know, as you're sitting here, I feel like I'm going to start laughing because I think the last time you were here was when you guys did the Pocky Chip Challenge. And there is a video of that. And, you know, like it starts out and like you guys both like hot stuff. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Should we talk about that? Because what yeah. ha- like, I vomited on the side of the freeway in a church parking lot about half an hour after I left here. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember how ballsy she was afterwards? She's yeah, like, I'm fine, fine now. It's I'm totally fine. And I was baby. still like, I'm still breathing like, hard. It took Jeez, her 20 clumps. minutes to get her wind back. I'm yeah. like powdering my nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was karma. That was karma coming I back at, at you. someone while I was vomiting out the side of my car door yeah. at 11 a.m. in a Sunday uh-huh. parking lot or church parking lot by the dumpster. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I barely made it. I call that a hallmark moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was something. It was yeah. You know what's really moment. fun is that like I didn't have to see what that was like on the backside, but when it comes yeah. up the nose and yeah. through the nostrils, yeah, yeah, not oh, so pleasant. It might as well be. Not so, so if pleasant. you want to do something fun for Thanksgiving with your ballsy teenagers, do the pocky chip challenge. <laughs> the chip challenge. I don't know. Do it. Don't do it before Thanksgiving. No. Because <laughs> what do you do no. it the next day? Do it the next day. Yeah. Like where well, there's nothing at risk. You're ruining your palate. Thanksgiving yes. weekend. That's yes. It. How Brett, about that? Brett does have two chips. He I was, know. He's, now he's figuring out who he's going to challenge. I know. I don't know. I, it's I not me. Let's be clear. It was like childbirth. Like I remember after it, I'm like, I'm never doing that yeah. again. And then he got one. I'm like, well, maybe I do yeah. it. You are funny. Maybe I do it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. And that's the fun thing. But we're not here to talk about the chips and the puking and the whole thing. That's, but that's just a bonus. That's just a bonus <laughs> round of fun things that happens when you are when you get manlyed. So here's the deal. Well, you have Crooked Water Spirits is your brand. of yes. We call it just Spirits brand. Yeah, my Spirits line. And we've had you on before to talk about Manly's Old Fashioned, which yes. is our one of our top bottled cocktails that we love to give, to get, the whole thing. My mother-in-law is always like, could you get me that expensive? Just a little nip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and so, and we love it because the idea of bottled cocktails is taking off, and I couldn't be it happier is. for that. Well, and, I, and we're, our, more of our passion is around the classic elevated cocktail, so it's not going to be your 1999 bottle. It's of not. Crappy whiskey, well, or lower, excuse my words, wisely. You can say that. Lower quality whiskey or white whiskey or whatever we're using, you know, minimum two years, sometimes older. Yeah. Uh, bourbon and high quality, um, you know, using the Negroni, our Sundog Gin. Um, really just having elevated ingredients so you feel like you're getting it out of a top-end place downtown. Because if it's not like that, you can make that at home, right? Right. The old-fashioned that is that is in the bottle, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always on my liquor. 
cabinet bar. Thank because, you. Because especially too, if you're entertaining, like yeah. I don't really have time to make up this fancy drink, but I want you to have this fancy drink. So yeah, it's an easy button. So then you can be present and entertain right. and then, but still have this elevated and it's no cocktail. harder for me to pour you a Manly's Old Fashioned than it is to pour someone a glass of wine. Oh, yeah, or water or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I And I think that there's something where we kind of all get, like, especially for people who are throwing parties, we tend to think that other people have that same sort of acumen. So, you know, while we're cooking this huge dinner and then we, I've done this, I'm guilty of this, like you make a bar area for someone to be like, here, I've put these three bottles. You can make your Go own to old town. fashioned. Have fun. Have and fun. And they look at you like. I one hundred percent analysis paralysis. Like, yeah, they have like lobster claws all of compute. a sudden. <laughs> Cannot make happen. So like the idea of having a bottle that is already there and already yeah. crafted is such a such a huge break. It's a it's an easy button an and easy a button. signature cocktail too. I think someone would be more likely that maybe has never had a Negroni if you yeah. have them over that they'll like try it right because it's right there and it's easy and. Mm-hmm. I can see like a lot of times my sister's like, mm, eh, 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 and then just try it. And then she tries Take it and sip. she's like, oh. you don't like it. Dump yeah. it. Yeah, I it's know. Okay. It's okay. Take risks. Take a risk. And she's always like, I never have. She's like, I'm only have good French 75s when I'm with you because you know how to order them and where to order them. And I order right. them at the wrong places and then they're crappy. I mean, Applebee's probably wouldn't get a French 75. And she might. Right. She might. Wouldn't stable. Yeah. When, you know, I might get two. Might, might get five. <laughs> so let's talk about this bottle Negroni that you guys are you just launching it. Yes. Yeah, so we just just got picked up on Friday. We're Ooh. with Johnson Brothers and uh, just got delivered. We'll get delivered on Monday. Boom, boom. Yeah. So this is a ready to pour Negroni along the lines of that high quality as the old fashioned. So I use my Sundog Gin, which is our number one selling clear product. It's really beautiful. It's a new American gin. So if you hate gin, you won't hate this because there's less pine needle flavor right. in it. Right. right. It's um, more floral, more yeah, citrus, yeah, citrus, botanical. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, really just heavy grapefruit and um, orange and lemon. And then I partnered with a winery out west. And, you know, as you you probably might agree, most sweet vermouth in America sucks. All the yeah. great vermouth is out of Italy. <laughs> and let's just be honest. Yeah. So I made uh, and I tried working with, um, is it Kochi? Yeah. Yeah. Kochi. Uh, Co- yeah. Everyone says it different. I know. Whatever um, you want. And then uh, as well as Antica, nobody would allow me to import. It's really super difficult to bulk import sweet vermouth. So I partnered with a uh, what I feel is one of the best um Sweet, uh, sweet vermouth in America, and then we did a hybrid of just adding some other, some other um, wine to it, yeah, uh, uh, vermouths and ports and stuff to make this really more in depth, beautiful, deep um, sweet vermouth, yeah. Uh, and then I made my own orange liqueur. Uh, I um, I loved Tattersalls, and they didn't have enough to sell me bulk. So and I love collaboration. So that that didn't work out. And so I was trying to make something similar to theirs because theirs is really really bright, mm-hmm. and I like that. Um, but I went 50 proof, uh, and then I went, it just got really deep, almost vintagey, like just deep flavors, a gorgeous bitterness to it. Not like one that makes everything in your body clench. Right, right, right. It's right. a consensual bitter experience. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so it all just, that's pours. how we you break agreed. down the, yeah, uh, right. Experience. So it's just all really high quality. Uh, and I'm really, I'm really excited about that bitter orange liqueur. That's something that we'll probably bring to market just because people have been asking for it. Right. And then we use bitter cube orange bitters to bring in some, a little bit more depth of flavor so we have a lot of just a lot of layers happening in there it is it, it is a it is as far as negronis go sometimes they feel sort of stark to me mm-hmm. like sometimes they want them to be this sort of stark moment and i feel like this one be is hollow yeah yeah and yeah. like 
And I and there's moments to appreciate those kind of things, but this one is so richly layered. This yeah. one feels to me more fall anyway. Yeah. Like I sometimes think of a, a like a clean Negroni, like a quick summer. Yeah, I think of it in summer, but yeah. this one with the orange levels up, it yep. feels so much more fall. Well, and I think even when you're using an Aperol, which can be really sweet, it's bright and um, you know, even Campari, bright and bitter light. Yeah. This is just it's heavy it's heavier. So it's almost like Rhett and I were saying it's like a Negroni with soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, soul that's what it is. Hollow, that, that is it. Experience. That's a good name for a drink so, on a menu. Yeah. Yes. Where can we find anyone, it? Anyone can buy that bottle and put it on their menu and call it that. <laughs> I'll let them they will. They that is okay with them, right? <laughs> so you know we're in we're in seven states now. Uh, we're probably in three hundred stores here. But some of our favorite partners are France Forty Four and Certix and you know Target, Haskell's, MGM, Kowalski's is amazing. Um, North Loop Wine and Spirits, woman owned. Uh, as well as Southlandale Liquors, uh, Ace Spirits. Do you think you'll have your, um, last year you had like a holiday pack? Yeah, we're doing that again this year. So what's going to be in your holiday pack this year? Oh gosh, so not super organized. So it's the same damn holiday pack. Okay, I like it. (laughs) We all know I have, I have other, other things on my plate. So I was trying to get it in place, but with launching a new product, thinking about launching a new one in Q1 and then trying to get a whole UPC and the, conversation around from a distribution standpoint it was just too difficult so next year will be very different probably a full ready to pour sample pack because we'll be releasing a boulevardier in q1 yes and it'll be like it'll be not just a well of course it won't be normal no and it's gonna be super layered and effing gorgeous i'm really excited about that so So i'm thinking a ready to pour holiday three pack for next year okay i'm ready for that yeah okay 30 seconds what's what's next for you guys uh, Besides the holiday pack, the next well, holiday pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Slow down, man. Is seconds. that not Let's enough? Go. No, no. <laughs> I give, I give, yes. I give. More. I feel like uh, cans. Are you going to do cans or are you going to stay away from cans? No. You know, I'm going to stay away out of the carbonated cocktail can situation. Like, I'm going to go classic. You know, we're expanding um, our lines into the hotels. The little bottles the are cute. 200 yep. mils. You know, we're talking to Delta. We're talking to Starbucks. We're, you know, there's fun collaboration projects. I'm just trying to, I'm just worried about trying to own my own backyard and grow here, not overwhelm my distributor with loving products. So yeah. maybe the Boulevardier, the bitter orange liqueur, and the Negroni. And then I got to just shut up, stop, and evangelize from there. Breathe. Yeah. Okay. And sell. All right, yeah. we gotta take we gotta take a break, but thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Crooked Water Spirits. You can find this Negroni, this bottle Negroni. This is a this is a top get for a feast that we're not talking about yet. Easy button. We'll be right we'll be right back. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today on the Weekly Dish. It's been a great fun day, um, and we've had a lot of great things to talk about. Do you have any Do you have any quick morals of the story? Um, the moral of the story is that when you abuse your listeners' trust by asking them to pick the good Stephanie or the bad Stephanie, the listeners are smarter than you think. I guess. And they are not going to play along. They're smarter than us. Yes. So treat them with the care and the respect with which they deserve. Okay. That's my moral of the story today. I'm there. I'm there. And just reminded... I mean, honestly, okay, just in this particular program, we've had like eight cider makers talked about. We've talked about Heather Manley's uh, delicious cocktails. We've talked about Ferndale Market's turkeys, Nettle Farms pork. Just like what a great, robust and rich agricultural community that we have here and an awesome community of makers. It's just it never ends. Growers, makers, doers, whatever it is. People in our community that are doing fun stuff, cool stuff. It's fantastic. I love it. 
I love it. And there's more coming. And there's a lot of stuff happening this week that is, you know, there's like this weekend, of course, MEA weekend was kind of a strange weekend for a lot of people. You don't, your kid is not part of MEA anymore. No, we went to the Afton State Park yesterday to take a walk. And I was like, oh my gosh, A, I've never been to this amazing park before. Oh, it's so great. B, like there's people camping here and there's all these families. This is so great to see people get outdoors. I know. Also, I've gone to a ton of movies for Twin Cities Film Festival and there's a whole nother week of movies ahead. Are there any food movies? Um, There's, I think, two. Okay. Get a pass. Just go to a movie. What they're doing out there is they are, like, producing this Twin Cities Film Festival that is national, local, Minnesota-made, women-produced and directed films that are so worthy of your eyes. So if you're a film person, make sure that you get at least one film under your belt. Yeah. I am a movie human, and I have not done the right things by going. Oh, I saw, like, Jojo Rabbit. You guys, I want to see that so badly. It's and I, I thought of you the whole time as my f- German friend. But that's coming out. Yeah, it's and a lot of these movies, they're they play one time, but then they'll be in wide release. Yeah. I'm seeing a movie today called The Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver oh, that God. they're also saying is Oscar buzzy. Jojo Rabbit, which will be in wide release, I think it comes out in December. I think you're right. That is a fantastic movie. I cannot. Well, the director is someone it's who a, we love. Yeah, White t- it's a tight, dark tiki, comedy, yeah. but it's. It's very profound. It's just really, I loved that movie. Well, and this so is great. You know, they people keep putting that up against the, you know, Todd Phillips, who did the Joker, you know, was saying like, there's, you can't do comedy anymore. And they're like, please see Jojo Rabbit because you can see how you can do comedy in a dark way that is still wonderful and still like works. In a I'm going to go see the Joker. Oh, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going. I am not one of those people that feels like if you put this artistic thing in the world you're going to somehow incite a riot like i believe that film is sort of a reflection of the times i wouldn't boycott the film for it i wouldn't do that but i would be more careful maybe or i don't know i i do agree that there's a sect of humans that are horribly motivated by things but you could never predict what that is i mean it could be a book it could could be be motivated to start a grease fire because we talked about food i mean who knows and so i can't live my life in fear of that i did see zombieland last night (gasps) zombieland 2 double tap that was fun that was exactly i know and i jake and i saw it and i thought the funny thing is we've loved zombieland you know from the beginning zombieland's a pretty funny movie yes it is hysterical and it was just tremors it was a romp it really yeah. was a romp, and it was, you know, it was like an hour and a half of kind of the same as the last movie. I don't care. That's what I was there for. So I, I heard a lot of people, like, I don't know what they wanted from it. I just wanted Zombieland. We actually watched Mean Girls, and I'd never seen it before. Oh, my God. I watched it last night. And that Lindsay is so Lohan, How, how just, have you not seen Mean Girls? I never had. I never had. And it was really entertaining. Very funny. Um, she doesn't even go here. Amy Poehler was funny. <laughs> she what? She doesn't even go here. Yeah. You don't, now you know these. Yes, now you know the these references. memes. So many memes that are like now available to you to understand. And Amanda Seyfried, uh, that was oh, good God. to see her. She's amazing. Lindsay I know. Lohan was such a good actress. I'm so sad that she's become such a hot mess. Such a trash heap. That's fine. Yeah. Hey, here's what else is going on. Let's just talk about other things you can do. Lohan is a trash sheep. Sorry, she is. I feel like someone else is a trash sheep, but I'm not going to say it aloud. Oh, okay. I'll tell you after. Okay. Hopefully it's not me. All right. The I want to make sure that you guys know that. Sorry, that you can go see our friend John Whitfley, who has a new book out called Fish. Um, oh, it looks like I linked to that one incorrectly. That's really funny. I don't know why, but he had venison. Now he has fish and he has animales barbecue. Yeah. 
Fish the Lake to Kitchen Cookbook. It's happening out at Filson in Edina at the Galleria today. Um, oh, I actually might visit him. I know you should. It's like, and it's just free. You can just go and you can hear him talk about the book. You can, I think he's signing books. There's available for purchase and there's cocktails and he's going to have the smoked white fish there. Yum. There's also just letting you know that, uh, pig ate my pizza has guile fest today, which is your, the last of the October festing that you could possibly get in up at uh, pig ate my pizza. So that's a fun thing. All right. That's it. We got to go. We got to go, but we'll be back next week with more fun. It's all good. You can always find us wherever you find us on your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Facebooks. We're there. We're there. Everybody have a good weekend. Ciao, ciao. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 23.